from Luke chapter 24. On the first day of the week, at early dawn, the women came to the tomb. Taking the spices that they had prepared, they found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again? Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, you, O Christ. You may be seated, and at this time I'd like to invite all of our children and children at heart forward for the children's message. And while we're waiting for that, just to keep you on your toes, Christ is risen! Christ is risen indeed! Hallelujah! Here this morning. <laughs> oh, 
Okay, did anybody have any jelly beans in their basket? If you open them, you know what jelly beans are? Okay, they're little candies that look like this. And they're all different colors, and those are called jelly beans. Yeah, I do too. Okay, well I have a poem today. And it talks about these jelly beans and all the different colors of them, but I need you guys to help me read this poem. So, does anyone of you want to read about the red jelly bean? Okay. Okay, who wants green? Okay, Xander. Who wants yellow? Okay. How about orange? <coughs> yeah. Okay, you want yellow? Okay. Okay. And how about pink? You want pink? Oh, it matches your dress, Hattie. And how about black? Pastor, you want to know black? Okay, because I'm ending. Okay, so these go in a certain order. So when I call your color, then you read what's on your card. And if you need help, Pastor, I can help you, okay? Okay, good, that's great. Okay, so who has read? Okay, so Libby's gonna read first. Ready for the one. Take care of the earth. And take care of the earth. 
all that you have created. Amen. So if you need your little box and a copy of the poem. Jesus' death, his followers forgot the ending he had already told them. 
As the remaining 11 disciples and other followers gathered to grieve, Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and some other women went to conclude the story of Jesus by finally preparing his body. They brought their spices with them. Grieving the ending they didn't see coming until their story changed right in front of their eyes. The stone at the tomb was rolled away. They even go as far as to go inside the tomb itself, searching for Jesus' body, wondering what new twist in the story had happened. Perplexed, confused, I wonder if they asked themselves, how could this be? And then suddenly, there's two guys in dazzling clothes like angels standing in front of them. The women were terrified, in awe, amazed by what they were seeing. And then they hear, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you. Remember how he told you. You know this story. You're living it. Sometimes we forget the important stories we've been told. Grief, anger, sorrow, the realities and traumas of life can take over and even change our memories. It did for the disciples and the followers of Jesus, and it does for us sometimes too. And then there's this moment for the women, as the maybe angels say, remember how? Remember how? That was all it took. Then they remembered. Sometimes it takes someone else to help us remember our stories. When faced with grief and sorrow, sometimes it's having someone else say, remember how this person made us laugh? When faced with trauma or a broken heart, having someone say, remember how many people are here for you, you're not alone. When faced with all the twists and turns your life story might take, sometimes having someone say, remember how loved you are can be enough to help you breathe, to help you find your place. Now, for Mary and Joanna and Mary and all the women who were with them, this moment of remembering reminded them that this wasn't just Jesus' story, but it was their story too. Their story of this son, this divine person who walked with them, who died in front of them, and whose tomb was empty, and so they returned to the eleven disciples and the rest, and they told their story. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Except the disciples didn't get that part. Like so often happens when people on the margin share their story, their experience, their witness, the women were immediately dismissed. These words seemed to them an idle tale. Gossip. Make-believe. Garbage. Really, the Greek word here is basically a curse word for baloney, if you catch my drift. The disciples weren't buying it. I wonder if one of the disciples said, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't that be nice? Or, sure, I'm sure that's what you think you saw. I think we've all been there, either on the women's side of this experience or the disciples trying to share a story or an experience with someone who doesn't want to hear, or even hearing a story that you could do without. This can be a pretty common reaction to faith stuff, too, to the story of Jesus' death and resurrection and what it means for us. I mean, I've been in the disciples' shoes. I've been the one 
sitting in the pews during most of my adult life, thinking Jesus and faith was just a really nice story. I found myself attending Easter Sunday worship with my mom, out of obligation and sometimes bribery. It's true. I would just be waiting for the pastor to stop talking, wondering why the Wi-Fi was so bad, or how many doodles I could fit into a single bulletin. And if that's you today, it's okay. We're glad you're here. If that's you every Sunday, it's still okay. We're still glad you're here. Your secret is safe with me. I listen to the sermon, watching the people around me, and I think, that's nice. It's in our nature to dismiss the stories and experiences that don't perfectly match up with ours. For me, for a long time, it was the faith stories that were shared with me that didn't match up with my experience of church or Christian people or my life. As a whole, in our society and in our churches, we fail to listen with believing ears to those who share experiences filled with hard truths. We struggle to hear experiences from people who are different from us, whether that be gender, sexual orientation, race, ethnicity, background, and especially age. For the disciples, it's the hard truth that their story isn't over yet, which should be good news, but it's coming from the women first. I wonder if any of them thought, if Jesus really did rise from the dead, why would these women be the first to know? I wonder if any of the disciples said, why would you have such a big part in this important story? Why didn't the angels come to us first? We're the ones people would believe. Whatever reason they found to dismiss the women's testimony, still stories have power and purpose and meaning. And at least one of the disciples heard the women and thought, maybe it's at least worth exploring the possibility that what they're saying is truth. Maybe Peter really believed the women and what they shared with them. Maybe Peter remembered how accurate Jesus' prediction of Peter's own betrayal had been and remembered that Jesus did say some stuff about three days. Maybe Peter was just desperate to change his own story as the failed disciple. Whatever the reason, the truth of the women's words got Peter up and running, stooping in and looking inside an empty tomb, terrified, amazed, in awe of what he found. And as Peter goes on to share this story, this experience of life and death and new life with Jesus, we find him in our Acts reading, preaching to Gentiles. Because like many stories, Jesus' story was being made into something it was never meant to be. His upside-down kingdom of the poor and the meek of the outcast and the marginalized was being turned into something only for some. The early church was drawing a line in the sand and saying that if you weren't this way, if you didn't convert to the old laws, if your life story didn't match up quite the way we wanted it to with ours, then Jesus' story wasn't for you. And Peter goes to those who thought maybe Jesus wasn't for them, and he tells the story of Jesus anyway. He says, I truly understand that God shows no partiality. This God who made us, who made all people, is for all people. Every nation, every person who finds awe in God, who does what is right, each of these people are valuable to God's story. God through Jesus is a story of peace, a story of one God for all, of all. 
And that message wasn't just for one group, one area, or one people, but it traveled. Jesus' story traveled. The story of his anointing and baptism, the story of his care and healing, of God's presence with Jesus through all of it, his death and resurrection were not just for a few people, it was for all. Christ is risen. He is, he is risen, risen indeed. Hallelujah. That story is for all. God chose the followers of Jesus who would be least likely to be believed to be the first to witness the empty tomb. The first to tell the story. We are all made up of stories and experiences of memories and those women Mary, Joanna, Mary, and all the rest are part of our story, too. For me, as a preacher, they are the first women preachers, and they are part of my story. For you, as people of faith, they are the first to share the good news. They are part of your story. Sometimes we forget the stories and experiences that shape us or matter to us, like selective amnesia that comes over us. Sometimes we need to be reminded to remember how we're not alone, to remember how loved we are. Sometimes we ignore the important stories that are shared with us by others. We dismiss them as garbage, as idle tales, because we can't understand them yet. Sometimes we take the stories of faith of our own lives or the lives of others and let them twist into something they were never meant to be. Sometimes we fail to listen and welcome those in our lives who most need our care. But today, on Easter Sunday, as we celebrate Jesus' resurrection, as we are reminded of the importance of stories and experiences of grace and love and promise, we are also reminded that this isn't just Jesus' story. It isn't just the story of the women who discovered the empty tomb. It isn't just the story of Peter or the early church. It's my story. It's your story. It's our story. The story of God who misses us, who wants to share in our stories, in our experiences, in our lives, a God who was handed over to sinners, to people just like us, who God made and loved and cared for in all our brokenness. This Son of God was crucified, faced the worst stories we could tell, and still, and still rose again on the third day. Christ is risen. He is, he is risen, risen indeed. Hallelujah. Christ is risen for us, for you and for me, for all of our stories, all of our experiences, all of our lives. Jesus took on our failures, our selective amnesia, our dismissiveness, our tendencies to twist and turn stories. Jesus took all of our idle tales and all of our garbage, and Jesus took it to the cross. Jesus left behind an empty tomb, a story, an experience, a hope that something new was to come, and we all have a part to play. We celebrate today because this is our story to share, too, and we share Jesus' story in all kinds of ways. Maybe for you, that's in sharing in Jesus' ministry, doing good and providing healing for others. Maybe it's in just sharing your own story, your own experiences, even if you might get dismissed or ignored, because you probably will. But knowing that God is present with you there in your sharing, maybe it's in telling Jesus' story and why it matters to you. And maybe today, the part you play is simply one of celebration and gratitude for the power, the purpose, and the gift 
of an empty tomb. Christ is risen. He is, he is risen indeed. Hallelujah.